0: Hey everyone, Pastor Brendan here. I want to welcome you once again to Toronto City Church, our online worship experience. I'm so glad you've chosen to tune in and to join us. Here is a church family. We are continuing for the summer to gather here online on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m., but then we are also gathering on Friday nights in person for an outdoor worship experience at our 36 Curity campus so i really want to invite you if you haven't made it out to one yet come and join us it's outside there's lots of room to social distance uh you know we're screening it's just a real safe great environment we're doing some stuff for for our young people as well uh, it just, I would love to see you there if I haven't seen you yet, but in the meantime, I'm still thankful that you're here. Now, I'm also very aware there's some people tuning in from different places around the world, and uh, you necessarily can't join us in person right now. So all that to say, I'm excited to be here today, and I'm excited for a new series we're starting entitled Inside Out, Staying Sane in a Crazy World. And so this entire month, this is going to be our focus. I'm going to be sharing, Pastor Jair Guerrero, another member of our team, is going to be sharing. We're going to be talking about uh, emotional health in this season. I I really feel like, uh, even when you talked last month where we were focusing on Abba, Father, and the love of God, and just really receiving a fresh and filling of His love, and this month we're just going to be talking about health in our emotions, health on the inside, uh, you know, so I, I think it's going to be really, really good. We're going to obviously share scriptural truths and some real practical things that you and I can be doing to, uh, you know, stay healthy, get healthy grow in our emotional health, because as I'm sure we're all very aware, the last year and a half has had a toll on everyone's emotional health. Now, if you're married, you might recognize the title Inside Out. I was inspired a little bit by a popular Disney movie that was released in 2015, and it followed a young lady who had to move from Minnesota to San Francisco. She had five core emotions that were each different characters, and the movie followed different circumstances and things she faced in her life and how it affected these different core emotions that were in her heart. And so, you know, obviously a great kids movie that was uh, a lot there, but you know, sometimes these movies, you really watch them, they can speak to you in in some very powerful ways. And I, I thought it gave a perfect picture for so many of us because, you know, the Bible says, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart and quite often will apply that verse when it comes to, you know, heart motivations, heart attitudes, All those things are really true, but I also really feel like when you talk about your heart, which really refers to what's going on on the inside, that God sees our hearts and God wants us to be healthy in our hearts. He wants us you know, to prosper and to be in health, even as our soul prospers. These things really matter to God. So my prayer for you this month, my prayer for all of us this month, is that we will bolster and strengthen the health of our heart. Uh, maybe we will get some healing in this area in our life, because once again, it has been a challenging, challenging, challenging stretch. And let's just, let's be honest about that right off the top. Right, man looks at the outward appearance, and so often, even as Christians, sometimes we 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 kind of fall into the trap of feeling like I have to look like I have it all together. I have to look like I'm good, and you know, and maybe you're not so good right now, right? Maybe you feel really worn out, and by this past season, uh, you know. And so I really feel like the Lord just wants to minister to us in this way. Furthermore, guys, in the world around us right now, I mean, it has just been. Uh, I don't even know what word to use. It it has been such a challenging time. And even if those of us with Christ have come out, you know, with some bumps, some bruises, some scars, what how and what has this affected our neighbors, our coworkers, those who are around us? I mean, let's let's just start with a few stats. Now, I could spend an entire series going through stats, but let's just give you some idea of what's happening in the world around us right now. Uh, even before COVID, here's what Cam H told us, which is uh, Canadian mental health. Um, they told us that in any given year, one in five Canadians experience a mental health or addiction problem. Guys, one in five. That means you walk down the street, every five people, one of those people, uh, you know, and obviously it could be more, but have experienced a mental health or addiction problems. They also, Cam H tells us that by the time Canadians reach age 40, one in two have had a mental illness now, think about that. One in two have had mental illness. This was before COVID. This was over the last several years. Uh, you know, what, what, what's happened during COVID? I mean, there's, again, so many ways to go, but just to give you some, some ideas. You know, there was a recent Statistics Canada survey that stated that 20% of Canadians now report using some type of cannabis product Uh, some type of marijuana product, and and many indicated it was to help them deal with the stress or the worry or the challenges of the season. Uh, A report that was released in May indicated that children's hospitals across Canada reported a 100% increase of mental health-related admissions. Uh, They also reported that suicide attempt admissions have increased by 100% on average during the pandemic, and the McMaster Children's Hospital actually reported a 200% increase. This is in children's hospital. Uh, Admissions for substance use disorders have increased by 200% compared with last year. And the use of potentially deadly opioids has also increased. And this, again, is among children and in youth. 70% of kids aged 6 to 18 report the epidemic has harmed their mental health, at least in one area, such as anxiety or attention span. Child abuse rates have risen sharply, with a 100% increase in the... Uh, in the cases of infants presenting with fractures or head trauma since September, 2020. I mean, I I know that's a, a particularly disturbing statistic, but it's just showing the effect on parents and the effect on people. More children and youth are seeking emergency care, and there's been a 61% increase in ER visits among children and youth for mental health conditions. This was even over the last decade. And the hospital for sick children, sick kids, has reported a further 25% increase during the pandemic. Now, these are just a few stats. Many of them were relaying for a study for kids, but just think, if this is just a few of the examples of what is going on here, what is happening in the world around us? Right, So I want us to look through the lens of, yeah, what God wants to do for us, but I also, you know, we've been talking about having a heart for the gospel, having a heart for our city, having a heart to reach those around us. Guys, that the Lord would really stir our hearts. So even last week talking about Healing School Sunday and the importance of bringing the healing power of God to people, this is the world we're living in right now. And I think it would be very fair and honest to say that even these stats are really just the tip of the iceberg with all that's happened. Now, I, I do share that understanding that that's some 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 very sobering stats. That's some very sobering news of what is happening, uh, but there's some good news that I want to talk to you about. I want to share about because you know we know this is what's going around the world around us, but but here's the question I want to ask: What what is God saying about it? What is God saying to us? What is God wanting to say to our world? What is God wanting to say to our neighbors, to our city? You know, maybe you're tuning in and watching this today, and you wouldn't even consider yourself a Christian, but you just stumbled upon this message. What is God saying about this? You know, as Christians, we are committed to following Jesus. And in following Jesus, we are following his ways. You know, I I love Matthew 6.33. This is from the Amplified uh, translation, but it says, but seek... Aim at and strive after first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. And then it says this, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given to you besides, you know, the the translation most of us are used to is seek first the kingdom of God is righteous. Then all these things will be added unto you. But I love the part here in the Amplified where it says, seek his ways of doing and his way of being right, right? There's a way of Jesus as Christians that we're working on following. There's a way of Jesus. And so even in the middle of a world where there's just all these challenges, all these difficulties. Obviously, today even focusing on the area of mental health, and and what's happening in in this realm for people. You know what's happening on the inside for people, right? Inside out. There is a way uh, that Jesus has for us. There's a way for us to follow. We need to seek His kingdom, His righteousness, His way of doing and being right. See. In our culture right now, guys, our culture is progressively becoming more and more what many uh, scholars or uh, kind of um, commentators would call post Christian, which really means simply this for many of us, I mean, I'm 42 now. Uh, growing up even myself. If you're older than me, definitely growing up. If you're younger than me, you would have experienced less and less of it. But we grew up in a culture that even though we wouldn't have said it was Christian, it was still very influenced by Christianity. Uh, it was very influenced by one phrase that people used to be Judeo-Christian values. But what is happening is year by year, our culture is increasingly becoming more and more post-Christian, which means that popular culture. Kind of what's being taught in schools, what's being presented in the media, uh, what's in the, edu- you know, the, the education, the, the, the business world. It's moving further and further away from values that would be considered biblical or Christian into a post-Christian culture. And so what happens is, if you went back 20 or 30 ways uh, compared to today, today the way of, the G- way of Jesus would uh, seem to be much more counter to what's happening in our culture. Now, it's kind of like swimming upstream, right? When you were in a a Christian culture, even though there would have been, like I'm not saying it was like perfectly Christian, but there was a lot of Christian values, you could follow Jesus. And in many ways, there'd be people who weren't Christians and they'd agree with you. They think that's good too. They'd follow you. But as the culture has shifted and the flow has moved to be more and more post-Christian, more and more we find ourselves swimming upstream. Now, this is not something to be afraid of. This is not something to... um, you know, allow to steal our peace or our joy. It just is what it is. But when you understand that, it helps you understand much more uh, You know how to live for Jesus and how to follow Jesus in the culture. And Romans 12 verse 2 said this, and work with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Romans 12 verse 2 says this, do not be conformed to this world or this age. Again, it's the Amplified. Do, do not be fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed or changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Right, so do not be conformed to this world. It's the translation we used to, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I love this. It says, do not be conformed to this world or this age. Right, so the way of doing things, the way of thinking, what our culture says now is wrong or right. Again, which is so often very different to the way of Jesus. And what happens is this: it says, don't be conformed to this, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Well, what are we renewing our mind to? According to the word of God, according to the ways of Jesus, according to what He said. But we've got to constantly be working on. Let me say this the more a culture is flow against the things of God, the more we've got to be renewing our mind to stay in line with Him. And actually, if you study out this word conformed, it actually carries a picture in the original language of being pressured to fit into a mold and being pressured to fit into kind of, it says, well, this is what you have to be. So more and more we're encountering this pressure to fit into a mold. And more and more, so we're in a culture, so we're talking today about you know, just health and what's going on. We're in this culture where all this stuff's battling. It feels like it's just coming against us, coming against us. We feel like we're swimming upstream. And there's this pressure to fit into a mold, to fit into a mold of, what's right or wrong about sexuality, or what's right or wrong about morals, or what's right or wrong about ethics, or all these things, it's this pressure on us. And if we just go with the flow, we're going to end up being conformed to the world. But see, following Jesus is we renew our minds, and we're going upstream. Come on, somebody say we're going upstream. So we're going upstream, but this is about following the way of Jesus. Now, guys, this is what most Christians, even in our world today, are dealing with. We've been used to, in a North American context, uh, kind of a pretty easy ride. Many of our brothers and sisters around the world—you uh, know—if you go to China, if you go to India, if you go into Iran, where there's this incredible revival happening in Iran right now—but they're they're facing pressure, they're facing challenges. But here's what here's what's amazing: if you look historically, it's often in the seasons of pressure and challenges, of persecution, when Christians shine more than ever before, when the gospel shines more than ever before. So so we're in this place. So, so how does this tie into where we started, like inside out? So right now, we're in currently in a world that is filled with fear, that is filled with anxiety, that is filled with worry, that is filled with mental health challenges. Like, again, think of those stats. That's just scratching the surface. It's just the tip of the iceberg. But here's what, in the middle of all this, Jesus says, I'm offering you a different way. Right? If you get pressed into the mold of this world, these are the things that are just, it's happening to everybody. Right? These are the things that are coming against you. But Jesus says, I offer you a different way. Jesus says to us today, I mean, I, I feel almost to be prophetic for some people watching this right now. Jesus is saying, listen, I got a better way for you. I got a different way for you. I know right now there's a lot of fear. I know there's a lot of anxiety. I know there's a lot of worry. I know that one in two Canadians have a mental illness by 40, that one in five people every year experience addiction or mental illness. I mean, personally, I almost wonder if these stats, even it's even worse than what they're saying, but this is what the world has to offer us today. But Jesus says, listen, follow me. I've got a different way. Here's what I want to offer you. He says, I offer you the way of peace. Come on, somebody say the way of peace. Jesus has a different way and it's the way of peace. Let's look at John 16, John 16, says this, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, several thoughts from this really quickly. Number one, he said in this world you'll have tribulation. Uh, this comes from the Greek word uh, thlipsis. Excuse my pronunciation, I would not consider myself a Greek scholar by any means, but I do know how to do a little bit of study. So this Greek word ellipsis means pressure, pressing together, oppression, affliction, and tribulation, right? Tribulation in the dictionary means grievous trouble, severe trial, or suffering, right? And so watch this. This is what Jesus said we're going to have in our world. So we shouldn't be shocked when we see it happening, guys. Right, you know, sometimes it's like Jesus says, "Yeah, this is going to happen." Then when it happens, we're like, "Oh my gosh, what's happening? What's going on?" And she's like, "Listen, I told you this was going to happen. I told you these kind of things were going to go on." Right, but watch this. He said, "But I have said these things to you, that you may have peace." Right. So in the world, we're going to have the opportunity to receive. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be pressure. There's going to be oppression, affliction, affliction, tribulation. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be trials. There's going to be sufferings in this world. But Jesus said, I want to give you peace. Right? See, the way of Jesus equals peace. Now, it's interesting because sometimes people don't, how would I say it? Peace is so valuable. Peace is so, when, when, you, when you have the peace of God, it, it's just, and then if you don't have it, I mean, it's, it's one of the distinctives of the gospel. It's one of the distinctives of the good news of Jesus is that he says, I bring you peace. I bring you peace. It's, it's something that so many people were searching for peace. were are looking for peace, but Jesus says, I want to give you peace. You know, it's interesting too, because he said, I've said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. Here's, here's a quick, just a, a little quick caveat. Your word level is going to equal your peace level. If your word level is low, Your peace level is going to be low. But the more you get your word level up, the more you get the word of God in you, meditate in it, focus on it, your peace level will rise. And I love this because he said, take heart, I've overcome the world. One last thought on this, and we're going to look at a few more scriptures. I love this because even as you're listening to me, we don't have to do this on our own, guys. This is the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus loved us. He came for us. He died for us. He rose again. Yes, to forgive us from sin. And yes, to save us and set us free. Thank God for that. But he also came to give us peace. Peace that we cannot come up with in ourselves. Peace that is not affected by what's going on in the world around us. He came to give us peace. See, this gives us such an important window. It's not something we're going to come up with in ourselves, but it's something that comes from following Jesus. Come on, somebody say, Jesus gives us peace let look at a few more verses here. I want you to look at Ephesians 2.17. It says, and he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. Ephesians 6.15 says this, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. One of the distinctives of the gospel, one of the distinctive fruit of following the way of Jesus that you can't get anywhere else is peace. People are searching for peace. People are looking for peace. They're trying to find it in money and possessions, but then they realize it's not there. They try and find it in smoking up or getting high and it gives them something temporary maybe, but it's really fraudulent because it doesn't last. It goes away. But see, Jesus wants to bring us peace. The devil can't make it. He can't manufacture. It's one of the distinctives of the gospel. It's one of the distinctives of following Jesus. John 14, 27 says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Uh, in the New Living Translation, I love this phrase or this turn. It says this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. The peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Don't you love this? He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind, peace of heart. This peace is a gift the world cannot give. Don't be troubled or afraid. Guys, Jesus is offering, even in a fresh way today, he's offering the gift of peace. He's offering it to you. If you're a Christian and you're struggling, Jesus said, listen, this is a gift I've given you, but the world can't give it to you, right? It's going to come from me. It's going to come from you. Maybe you're watching this today and you're not a follower of Jesus. You are not following the way of Jesus. Here's why I want to encourage you He is a gift for you and part of following Him. There's this gift of peace. Um, few more verses. I just want to go through the word of God today and let the word of God speak over you. Even as we lay a foundation for this series, there's power in his word. Isaiah 53 verse five says this, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes, we are healed. You know, we talk about Jesus dying for us and rising again. We talk about being forgiven from sin and it's right in there. Amen. We talk about, uh, you know, by his stripes, we are healed and we focus on that healing school Sundays, praying for the sacred trust. Amen. Well, you know, just as much as he brought forgiveness, just as much as he brought healing, he died so you could have peace. He died so you could have peace, not something that is, is, um, tied to your circumstances, but a peace that rises above all circumstances. Isaiah 54 verse 10 says this, for the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Oh man, we tie right back to last week, his compassion, right? The compassion of Jesus. But I want you, some of you just need to get this verse. You need to write it down. You need to post it somewhere. You need to speak it. Say, listen, the mountains may depart, the hills be removed, but his steadfast love is not departing from us and his covenant of peace will not be removed. That means part of our covenant, part of God's covenant promise to us is you will have peace. COVID, uh, financial challenges, economic issues, persecutions, nothing can overcome his steadfast love and his covenant of peace. Psalm 4 verse 8 says this, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone make me dwell in safety. Right? You know, part of our inheritance is that we can lie down and we can sleep in peace. And I just believe, even now, there's some people watching this, and you've really been having challenges in your sleep. And so I just speak this verse over you today in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, in peace, you lie down and sleep. For you alone, God is the one who makes you dwell in safety. And we just speak that peace today in Jesus' name. Get this verse declared every night before you go to bed. Go to war with this verse, right? This becomes the sword of the Spirit. God said, in peace, you're going to lie down and sleep. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you, right? He keeps us in perfect peace. But watch it, it says, when our mind is stayed on him, why? Because we trust in him. Oh, was a lot I could preach. I just, I want you to get this. Uh, Romans 8 verse 6, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. You know, so it's interesting here because part of what I wanted to do in the message today was I really wanted to lay a foundation. And I wanted just to speak the word of God of you. I felt like there was something, the power. Jesus said, I was giving you my words, you may have peace. And even in just these verses going forward today, take them, right? Like go over these verses that I've shared. You can rewind, you can mark them down, right? You can, you can get them there. Go over these verses, speak them, pray them because there is peace even in his word. God's Word is not just an instruction manual or some old book. It's literally filled with life and power. Yeah, it gives us instructions, and yeah, it is an old book, but it gives us life, and and there's peace in these verses. And and, and so it's interesting because I wanted to do that, but then there also is this element of how do I walk this out? And so, I mean, again, we're going to build a series, and that's part of what we're going to be talking about over these next several weeks, but it's interesting because You're in perfect peace when my mind is stayed on you, right? For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace, right? Some things, what are you renewing your mind? Right? Are you getting conformed to this world? Are you getting pressure in the mold? Are you renewing your mind on the Word of God? And what particularly jumped on me, Romans 8, verse 6 here, it says, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Now, it jumped on me, setting my mind on the Spirit. Because you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5.22. So I know I'm hitting you with a ton of scriptures today, but again, there's power in God's Word. Galatians 5.22, which you'll be very familiar with, says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. One of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many of you watching this have been filled with the Holy Spirit? Now, watching say, well, I don't know if I am. Well, if you've given your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell inside study. Furthermore, how many of you have been filled with the Holy Spirit? right? Well, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, for me, it's just like energizes, it supercharges it. But when the Spirit's in you, it brings these fruit in your life, right? Love, joy, peace. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Now here, why am I saying this? Because we talk about inside out. That means that as a believer, there's a peace that God has for you that comes from the inside out, right? In the world we're in right now, peace is about what's going on outside me, do I have peace because of my circumstances? In the kingdom, there's a fruit of the Spirit that is peace. And the peace in me becomes greater than whatever chaos is going on around me. It's like when Jesus was in the boat, right? If you're in a boat, you can be in the middle of a lake. As long as the water is not in your boat, you're okay. Right In the same way, you can be in the middle of a challenging season, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of of a battle, in the middle of trials and tribulations, but the question is not what's out there. The question is what's inside your boat. Because if the right things are inside your boat, your boat is going to continue to float no matter what comes. And if the right person is in your boat, that being Jesus, you're going to continue to float. It's when you allow what's going on outside to get inside that you start to Drown that you start to sink, that you start to go down. But in the name of Jesus, I want to encourage you, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, one of the fruit of him in your life is peace. I say this because listen, look at what we talk as we bring things to a close. Peace is a gift from Jesus, right? We've been talking about that. He said, my peace, I give to you. It is a gift. Peace is part of our inheritance. It belongs to us. I want you to get that. Some of you just need to get that determination in your heart today. And I'm just say I'm no longer going to settle for a life that is void of peace because Jesus came to give me peace. Jesus died and rose again so I could have peace. Peace is part of the gospel. And sometimes we just don't have something because we're content to put up without it. Like in other words, we let the devil steal it and we don't stand up to him and say, no, I'm going to stand up to him. Right? You know, it's interesting. I think about here on our property at church. And, you know, we, uh, we recently had to put up some signs about no parking or trespassing. People are coming. They just, I don't know, they think it's a public parking lot or they think because it's a church, we're not going to do anything. And, and I mean, we want to be kind to our neighbors, but we can't just come without asking and just park in our parking lot and all these different things. But here's the deal. If we never say anything, people could do whatever they want to do. Trust me, Pastor Jair especially, he's like our resident security guard here on the property. There are some different things that go on on our property. Now, people will come and try and do whatever. Uh, If we just sit by and let them do it, even though though it's not right, they're going to do it. But at some point, we got to step up and say, hey, excuse me. Uh, Sorry, you can't do that because this is private property. Sorry, you can't park here because this is private property. We're not trying to be mean, but we're standing up for what is right. In the same way, peace belongs to you. But if you let the devil just push you around and steal it from you all the time, you're going to lose sight of it. But see, it's not something you have to come up with yourself. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Right? We set our mind on the Spirit. We spend time with the Holy Spirit, but it's a fruit. See, it's interesting. You don't see a tree trying to grow fruit. right? If a tree is planted properly and gets water and is in the soil, it just naturally grows fruit. That's exactly the way it works as a believer, and that's part of the way peace comes. Peace comes in our life as a fruit of the work of the Holy Spirit. As we go deeper in Him, there's more peace. But I say that because I want you to understand. Take this pressure off of trying to figure out, how do I, how do I get peace? No, peace comes from Jesus. Peace is part of our inheritance. Peace is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Let's not settle for a life without peace. Come on, somebody say, I'm not going to settle. Come on, just say it again. I am not going to settle. And guys, there's obviously many other verses we could go to, many other places that we could go in the Scriptures, but I just want to stop here and I want to pray today. Because what I'm believing for this month is I'm believing for this gift of peace. Let Jesus say, my peace I give to you. It's a peace that the world, I remember there's this, I don't know why recently I'm on this old song vibe, but there's this song that said, my peace I give to you. It's a peace that the world cannot give. It's a peace that the world cannot understand. Peace to live, peace to know. My peace I give unto you. I think it was a good 80s classic Christian song. But here's the point. The word of God is still right up to date. His peace is here for you. Let us not settle for a life without peace, but let's make a decision to walk in and receive his peace. Can I just read you one more scripture? Then we're going to pray. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is God's promise. This is God's word. And everyone who agreed with me today said, amen. Amen. All right. Well, I want to pray this over you. Well, I want to encourage you to put yourself in position to receive wherever you are now because I'm going to believe God for just a fresh impartation of peace. And some of you watching, it's just, oh, man, it's, things have been scrambled. They've been all over the place for you. Today, the Holy Spirit just wants you to learn to rest in a fresh way in his peace it's not something you have to earn. It's a gift from Jesus. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And this month, we're going to talk more about peace and walking in peace and and just this peace that he has for us. And so, Father, I come before you today in Jesus' name. I pray for every person under the sound of my voice, and I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. And I pray over every single one in Jesus' name that today there will just be a a fresh revelation of peace. There'll be a fresh revelation of your presence in their life. And God, we just thank you for this. day. Even in this world right now, number one, you're going to help us to just live this life filled with peace. But also, God, there's so many people that need your peace. There's so many people that need the gospel of peace in the world around us today. Help us to not just keep this selfishly for ourselves, but help us to share this gospel of peace with as many people as possible. In Jesus' name, and everyone agreed, said Amen. All right. Well, thanks for being here today. I really trust this word has blessed you and impacted you. Get out this week in Connections. We're going to be talking more about peace. But here's why I encourage you before we go. Maybe you're watching this and you realize, maybe just even as you listen, I'm not right with God. I've never received this gospel of peace. And I want to give you an opportunity to receive that today. See, the Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from his love because of sin. Because of this separation, we deserve eternal judgment. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. We all deserve eternal judgment. Uh, all of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of God's standard. And the wages of the sin is death. But then it says in Romans six twenty, says, but the free gift of God is eternal life, right? This gift of peace, this gift of eternal life, it's here for you today. But you still have to choose to receive it. Today, will you receive this gift of eternal life? Will you make a decision to turn your back on sin and to commit your life to Jesus? That's really what you have to do. It's just, it's an act of faith. It's saying, okay, I repent or I turn away from sin. I give my life to Jesus. My prayer today is that you would make this decision. And so if you're with me, if you need to give your life to Jesus, if you need to give your life back to him, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin. I commit my life to you. Forgive me. Fill me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed with me today said, Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, here's what I want to encourage you you've now come into a place of being right with God. I know it sounds simple. Maybe someone says it's too simple, but that's what Jesus said. He said, if you call on me, I will answer you, right? Call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. But now it's about living that life out. And So we'd love to be able to support you, get you a Bible, encourage you. What does it mean to follow the way of Jesus? So if you can hit the button on the screen that flashes up here, or just contact us, let us know that you've committed your life to Christ. We would consider it a huge honor to journey with you on following the way of Jesus. Amen? All right. Well, it's been good to be together today. We love you guys so much. We're so thankful. And I just want to encourage you again today. God, our inheritance is peace. Peace belongs to us. Do not settle for a life that is not filled with peace because God wants you to live from the inside out in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Love you. Pastor Jared's going to be bringing the word next week. And then I'm going to be back the following week and I'm going to be talking more about how we can actually live this, this life of peace out in Jesus name. God bless you guys.